Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pashardis and joining me is Senior Investment Analyst Rafi Boyajian. We'll be reviewing the week ahead. So Rafi, let's begin with the Reserve Bank of Australia. Earlier this month, the RBA slashed interest rates, partly in response to Australia's second wave. What can we expect from the RBA when it meets on Tuesday? And there's there's going to be a, quite a lot of data to look forward to. What's the biggest risk for the Australian dollar in this busy week? Well, Maria, uh, as far as the Reserve Bank of Australia meeting is concerned, we're not expecting anything this time around. Uh, as you said, they slashed interest rates last time. They also uh, significantly expanded their uh, asset purchase program. So they did quite a lot uh, back in, uh, well, earlier this month. Uh, and uh, we're not expecting uh, any new measures uh, in the near future. So uh, the, the, the situation with Australia is that they actually uh, had the second wave much sooner uh, they had it before Europe and America uh, and this is likely to lead to a distortion in the third quarter GDP numbers uh, other countries saw a huge rebound Australia the Australian rebound will be um, much more moderate uh, than other countries because uh, they had to uh, impose new restrictions at the end of the uh, third uh, quarter Looking ahead, it's looking much more optimistic uh, because, of course, they've now managed to contain uh, that second wave. Uh, and so, and plus, in, in addition with the RBA measures, the fourth quarter should be uh, much uh, stronger. Uh, but nevertheless, if we do get somewhat weaker than expected data, that could still weigh on the Australian dollar. Maybe because uh, traders might have gone carried away a bit lately with the vaccine optimism and just how soon economies will be able to recover. So the third quarter numbers might prove to be a bit of a uh, reality check. And also the fact that the RBA has said that it will now be focusing more on employment. And uh, if the incoming data points to somewhat slower than expected recovery, that could mean a uh, more dovish RBA uh, as well, because, because even if, uh, say, the gross uh, gross numbers aren't too bad, uh, if, if, if it's not fast enough to uh, generate new jobs, uh, then that would mean more dovish RBA for the foreseeable future. Okay, turning to Canada now, we've got GDP and jobs data coming up. Do you think the Bank of Canada will make any changes to their quantitative easing program if we get poor numbers, particularly from the employment report? And how about the loonie? Given that it tends to run lockstep with oil prices, how might the outcome of the OPEC Plus meeting affect it? Well, starting with the GDP data on Tuesday, so we are expecting pretty strong uh, rebound. But uh, like uh, we have the, it's the case in Europe and America, Canada is also experiencing uh, a second wave and it's much worse than the first one, at least in terms of the official uh, numbers. So fourth quarter outlook is definitely much more uh, worrisome. So I mean, if we do get a strong GDP print, the uh, investors will be paying more attention to Friday's employment numbers because those will be much more up to date. They, they will be for November. So uh, any signs of a slowdown in the labor market rebound then that could uh, negatively impact the Canadian dollar. But on the whole, though, uh, the Bank of Canada uh, is unlikely 
to significantly alter its policy in the near future. So based on that, we might not see huge reaction uh, for the loony. Uh, at best, we might see some just some further recalibration on the part of the uh, BOC for their QE program. So uh, there's other factors that we should be watching for the loony. For, uh, for one, we have the OPEC meeting, as you said, on uh, early next week. So if says they do agree, uh, to an extension and specifically if they agree to a longer than expected extension, say they extend the output cuts by six months instead of three months, that would definitely boost uh, the loony. But there's, there are some clouds still hanging over the loony, for example, uh, because of the uh, Canada's close tie with the US. So there's still question marks whether or not we're going to get more stimulus, both fiscal and monetary stimulus in the US. Uh, so uh, until we see uh, if until we get more stimulus in the US, that could be holding back uh, the loony. Uh, so although the loony's outlook is definitely looking much more positive, uh, it's not quite as positive as, say, uh, we've seen for the Australian and New Zealand dollars because of those uh, factors that I just mentioned. Right. OK, now moving to the US, we'll get the ISM PMIs ahead of non-farm payrolls on Friday. What can we expect from the Fed if employment and jobless readings are worse than expected? Well, so both the ISM PMIs uh, and the jobs numbers will be very important. Uh, there's a lot of speculation, of course, what the Fed is going to do at its December uh, meeting. Everything is pointing that they will uh, ease policy further, but it's not quite certain just yet. And also what kind of measures they're going to uh, announce, whether it's going to be anything significant or not. And um, so the next week's data will be important. Uh, the ISMs in particular, they were very strong back in October. Uh, they are expected to moderate slightly in November. If they do come in much below, much worse than expectations, uh, that would almost definitely uh, fuel expectations of strong action by the Fed in December. And the same applies for the non-farm payrolls report uh, as well. Looking at the weekly jobless claims, they've been actually edging higher over the past two to three weeks. Uh, that points to a slowing labor market. So if non-farm payrolls uh, do rise uh, below uh, what markets are expecting, uh, again, we would see uh, Fed easing expectations surging on the back of that. Um, as far as the dollar is concerned, it's already uh, under quite a lot of pressure. Uh, even if the data do, does come in uh, below expectations and uh, markets become more certain of Fed action in December, uh, we might not see huge slide in the US dollar, given that it's already been sold off quite a lot. Uh, so but that's just one thing uh, to watch out for. And finally, Brexit talks are still underway, but time is running out. What are the outstanding issues? And what reaction are we likely to see in the pound if no agreement is reached in the coming week? Well, according to reports, the Brexit agreement, the post-Brexit trade agreement is uh, about 95% complete. But the remaining uh, areas that still need to be resolved is the fisheries level playing field uh, and the policing of an agreement or how the energy disputes will be uh, resolved uh, after Brexit. So those could really uh, are basically make or break uh, issues. So that remaining 5% uh, is really something that it's actually just because 95% complete doesn't mean that we're certain to get a, a deal and time is really running out. 
and there's been little progress in those key areas over the past week. Now, talks are expected to continue in the coming days, but if uh, by next week we still don't have any agreement, then we'd see no deal Brexit uh, fears uh, rise substantially. Um, we could see a sharp sell-off in the pound, given that it's already been it's already risen quite a lot on on the back of those hopes of a Brexit deal. Um, on the other hand, though. The fact that the dollar itself is quite weak at the moment and also uh, there is some talk that uh, if they don't manage to strike a deal next week they might go for some kind of a temporary arrangement uh, and then sort out those uh, pending issues uh, at a later date so although if there's no deal next week we that would definitely trigger a pound sell-off uh, maybe might not be quite as dramatic as uh, you would have normally expected given the dollar weakness and uh, hopes that there will still be hopes of a temporary arrangement being put in place. Rafi, thanks so much. And thanks for joining us at XM.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.